Welcome to Mediation Today, a program brought to you by Vesnatsa Tichanin, a Canberra lawyer and mediator. Every episode introduces an experienced Australian mediator to talk about mediation training, development, ethics and practice. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of the ACT land, the Ngunnawal people. Dear listeners, welcome to another episode of Mediation Today, a program about all things mediation. My guest in today's program is Anne-Marie Cade, mediator and conflict resolution specialist living and working in Melbourne, Victoria. Good morning, Anne-Marie, and thank you for being my guest in mediation today. Good morning, Vesna, and thank you for having me. Before we start, I'd like to give our listeners a brief outline of your many activities, qualifications and interests as well. Anne-Marie is a lawyer who also runs a boutique family mediation and coaching practice. Some of the services she offers are family dispute resolution, relationship mediation, divorce coaching, conflict coaching and legal consulting. She also started Australia's first divorce concierge, which is a service where she assists clients navigate the landscape of divorce and includes the administrative side and the logistics of the process because people can get so lost in the divorce process. Anne-Marie, your resume doesn't stop there. You are active in your local community through being a councillor on the council of the city of Glen Ira in Victoria. I would like to start your interview with hearing about your personal background. Would you please tell us about yourself and briefly about your life journey to date? Thank you, Vesna. So I um, uh, came to Australia 18 years ago. I'm from Sri Lanka and I had a young family. Um, So my husband and I moved here in 2003. And then I had to re-qualify as a lawyer in uh, Melbourne. So I had a little baby at the time and uh, I had to do my uh, law exams all over again and re-qualify as a lawyer. And then I started my law firm at my kitchen table and ran a general practice uh, for around 12 years. But in the course of uh, running my law firm, I found that my clients... um, were not very happy with the resolutions they were getting in their family matters uh, when they were going through separation and divorce. And uh, I thought there has to be a better way of approaching this. So then I retrained as a mediator and uh, a whole new world of opportunity opened up for me uh, when I became a mediator. And then um, I did go through my own marriage breakdown a few years ago. And uh, at that stage, I realized that my legal background and my legal knowledge uh, was just not enough to help me cope with the breakdown of my relationship. And that is when I went uh, searching for additional skills. And then I uh, became quite interested in conflict resolution and uh, did more training in that area. And now I work uh, as a mediator and conflict resolution specialist as well. When you think about your own life, would you say that that lived experience actually brought you into the sphere of mediation to become a practitioner? 
course, it did. Because like I said, uh, I found my clients were reaching a legal agreement, but they were really not able to co-parent peacefully moving forward. Uh, because um, the legal system actually pits one person against another and it fractures that relationship. So it really has a problem. Clients really have a problem moving forward. And when I went through my own divorce, I realized that I didn't have the skills to manage it skillfully. Law school had not taught me the skills on how to manage my emotions because divorce is actually 70% emotional, 30% financial and legal. So you can get a legal agreement, but what about uh, managing that relationship ongoing? Yes. And look, I know that in preparation for our interview, for our chat today, uh, we've spoken about uh, breaking this into different areas. So let's leave that for a second. And if I could just touch on another area in your private life what did it take for you to become a counselor in the council of the city of Ayr? So I um, got quite interested in what was happening in the local area a few years ago and uh, a client of mine was the mayor of Glen Ira and uh, I was quite interested in the work that he was doing and uh, I found that a lot of people in the community constantly keep criticizing the council for things that really don't work very well. And I decided that if uh, I want to make a change and a difference, I will have to become a counselor. And that was what drove me to run for council. And uh, I became a counselor uh, in January 2019. And uh, I was re-elected in um, October 2020 for an for the four-year term. That is an unusual way of spending your busy life. I uh, love keeping busy and uh, I, I, I tell my friends, busy I am, the happier I am. So uh, <laughs> that's just the way I am. <laughs> yeah, it must be in our nature, I think. In your activities as a counsellor, could you indicate just some of the fields that you really get really passionate about? So I'm quite passionate about uh, improving services for the older residents in the community, especially with what has happened through COVID. Um, I think uh, families are are more resistant to putting uh, their elderly parents in uh, residential age care. So uh, I'm really looking at uh, the possibility of increasing the uh, services we can provide to uh, residents so that they can stay in their homes longer, you know, mm -hmm. like home care. Yeah. Uh, another uh, crucial uh, role that uh, the uh, council is playing is supporting our community through the COVID pandemic. So specifically providing um, the businesses with uh, business aid packages, um, helping them uh, take their services online, so that is a big part of what we're doing. And also, you know, in the well-being space, assisting families um, navigate uh, family violence. We provide a lot of uh, good services uh, in those areas. Anne-Marie, that's a part that I didn't really know about you when I first contacted you. It's really <laughs> admirable. And yeah, my head down. Thank you. Because uh, people often think, you know, counsellors, 
or the council just uh, manages roads, rubbish and rates. But, um, you know, council uh, does play a very big role in our day-to-day lives. So it's, it's really rewarding to be a part of the council. I'm so glad to hear that. Dear listeners, in today's episode, my guest is Anne-Marie Cade. Anne-Marie has told us about herself in the first part of this program. And now I'd like to actually focus on something that Anne-Marie is particularly passionate about. I would like to hear about her specialty, activities in working with couples to avoid divorce. Anne-Marie, this is something we do not usually hear about. Tell us, what is mediation for couples to stay married? Please talk to us about that. Relationship mediation, or uh, we can also refer to it as marital mediation, is a mediation for people who are in intimate, ongoing relationships, whether they are married or not, with or without children, where we help them to gain insight into their conflict patterns, how they communicate and enrich their relationships through more constructive communication. And you indicated that it is not only for married couples. And thank you for clarifying that. Can I just ask you one precondition for that? Do people, and and that's for people who are thinking about becoming mediators. Do people need to become qualified family law practitioners? I mean, mediators? See, if you've got mediation qualification and you're a nationally accredited mediator or a family dispute resolution practitioner, you have the skills to do this work because mediators are communication specialists. It's the same skills that we apply when helping clients going through separation and divorce to resolve their conflicts that we use with couples who want to stay married as well. Mm-hmm. Tell us more about it. It seems to be a, okay. an untapped area so far. It is actually. So it's all about, you know, enhancing and enriching the relationship because in a marriage or a long-term relationship, what can happen is that small irritations can become big irritations very, very quickly. You know, just disagreements about who's going to put the bill, bin out, who is uh, going to do the dishes. A disagreement uh, about the fact that uh, one party didn't let the other party know that they were running late, you know. So just disagreements like that can lead to bigger issues. And uh, we don't pay much attention to the way we talk to our partners because we're so comfortable in the relationship. And I often ask my clients to stop and think whether they would be talking to their partners the way they talk, whether they would actually talk to their friends or work colleagues the way they talk to their partners. It is actually about, with relationship mediation, it's goal-oriented and solution-focused where a couple learns the skills on how to communicate better, listen to each other, and resolve disputes in a constructive way. So unlike couples counseling, relationship mediation doesn't go on for a very long time. You can have a few sessions, so it's time limited, and in those sessions, 
uh, you will actually learn the skills on how to navigate those difficult conversations better. So I will be asking a couple about, you know, what they're hoping for in the relationship, what is important to them, uh, how each contributes to the well-being of their relationship. Because we all have different communication styles and I say a lot gets lost in translation and a lot gets doesn't get said, you know. So it is so important to really teach people to be open about the way they communicate with their partners. Now, it's different to counseling because with counseling, it's there's a diagnosis, it's, there's therapy. It's the treatment of personality problems sometimes, and most therapists have training in mental health and psychology, whereas marital mediation or relationship mediation is actually a form of dispute resolution. So uh, we are seeking here to understand what has happened or what are the roadblocks, right? And uh, support the couple to understand each other better to respond better to each other, to listen to what the other one says. And it's a process where we reset expectations and goals. So in a nutshell, that's what relationship mediation entails. Thank you, Anne-Marie. I would just like to take you back to the very beginning when you started explaining this. You said goal-oriented and solution-focused. It's really yes. important for me, or I think it would be for our listeners as well, to, to see and hear from you, how do you determine whether the goal is to stay together or not stay together? Yes, that is also part of the discussion. Because, you know, the thing is, what happens is we are in a relationship, like I said, when we get comfortable, we forget to be curious about the other person. And um, if some the other person does something that we're not happy about, we tend to be critical of that person's behavior. So the relationship might have really deteriorated to a situation where they're not even talking to each other. But rather than go down the path of divorce and separation, this process gives them the opportunity of really uh, looking at what has caused the problems and giving it another chance, as it were, to address those issues and learn to communicate their needs and wants so that the uh, other party has an understanding of those needs and wants. And then when they have gone through that process and they have a better understanding, then they can come to a decision as to whether, you know, they want to continue with this marriage or whether they want to go down the path of divorce. And from my experience, I, I think that if they get this sort of assistance early in the process and they really learn the skills on how to communicate better, we'll see less couples going down the path of divorce and separation. That sounds very positive. And I'm sure that there is a lot of pleasure that you professionally find in seeing couples overcoming those situations in which they maybe don't show the best side of themselves just because, as you said, they over years become comfortable. Tell me, how do you feel about the future of this type of mediation? I think that there is a lot of scope for this type of mediation. It is a very new area 
Um, and it is an area that hasn't been explored, uh, but I feel that if people are made aware that this uh, service is actually available, because the mediation process, it is a process where we are empowering couples to actually uh, recognize their issues and craft their own solutions. So agreements jointly made would be more stable than having, you know, uh, something rather than being told what to do. Here they can come to their own agreement and understand what actually has caused the problem. So, um, I mean, before we close, I'd like to touch very briefly on the four horsemen uh, that uh, Gottman talks about, criticism, contempt, defensiveness, and stonewalling, because he talks about those being the uh, signs that uh, a couple are headed down the path of divorce. So if couples really learn, you know, to possibly uh, reframe the way they uh, talk to the other party, and understand the importance of that, I think it can be very rewarding. And I'd like to talk about um, the four horsemen that uh, John Gottman, who's a relationship expert, focuses on. And he talks about these four uh, being the signs of uh, a relationship being in danger. So if a couple are constantly criticizing each other, if... Um, uh, they are in contempt of each other. Another signal is defensiveness and stonewalling. You know, so if they engage in that kind of behavior, that is a signal that um, the marriage is in trouble. So when we're talking about criticism, we're talking about actually differentiating between a complaint and criticizing the other person. So maybe, say, uh, your husband and wife have... Uh, come home and it's, uh, you know, they haven't told you they were running late. So really, you know, replacing the word you with the word I and telling uh, your partner, I was really scared and worried when you were running late, when you didn't call me, because we had agreed that we would notify each other if we were running late. So the other person feels that, you know, you are concerned about what happened to them rather than uh, telling them you never called me and I'm I'm really angry that you didn't call me because when you talk to your partner like that, they get defensive and that's another problem we have in relationships because when you get defensive, then there's a lot of blame because uh, the person who's being criticized feels that they're not trusted. Yeah, uh, it's a real, that's a real danger field, isn't it? It is very very dangerous and also if you are con if you act with contempt you know that's disrespectful and i think something that's really worrying is if one part is uh, is stonewalling the other and really doesn't want to engage in any conversation because how can you resolve a conflict unless you are willing to have a conversation about it and marie thank you so much for explaining these and i'm, I'm sure that Every single person who has been in a longish term relationship could revisit maybe their own uh, ways of welcoming the other one home. <laughs> I know, and I often tell my friends who are even happily married, I said, you know, like we go to the gym to look after our bodies, 
maybe we should be seeing a relationship mediator every six or eight months and talking about issues that we have because if we do things like that there'll be less people going down the path of divorce and separation if anyone would like more information on any of the services that i offer they are welcome to uh, email me at info at divorce right dot com dot au thank you